0: You're listening to the Bromsgrove Standard Podcast because you have impeccable taste. Warm. Welcome to this week's Bromsgrove Android Droitwich Standard podcast with me, Tristan Harris. Now with me, I've got Adam Lote, who's been on previously, but mm-hmm. as the carnival. Uh, you were in the carnival committee, now you're the chairman.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So this year, uh, now the chairman of Bromsgrove Carnival, which is very exciting. Uh, but here in a different capacity today.
0: Yes, because the carnival's a good seven months away. <laughs> we'll get you on about the carnival.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but it's Christmas time, and Adam's day job... Is a paramedic for West Midlands Ambulance Service. So how long have you been doing that?
1: So I've been in the ambulance service now for uh, six years. Uh, I've been qualified as a a registered paramedic for three um, and love every single day of it, even in the cold and winter months. It's still great. (laughs) Now,
0: how did you get into it? What were you doing before that?
1: So before that, I worked uh, worked in mental health for a few years. uh, And before that, um, I was actually in school in sixth form. So... um, you know, it's been a few years,
0: so you love the NHS, yeah, absolutely. Don't we all? That's yeah. what I was going to. That's partly what I've got Adam me because we <laughs> want to say a big thank you to the NHS for uh, everything they've done this year, and hopefully we'll continue to do so next year. But before we get onto that, um, how, how do your kind of shifts work?
1: So our shifts um, tend to be twelve-hour shifts. Yeah. They usually a staggered start, so we'll have some crews that start at maybe six, some crews that start at seven or seven thirty. Uh, And then some crews that start a bit later in the day as well. And like I said, they're they're usually 12-hour shifts. Now, we've all got a little bit more knowledge about West Midlands Ambulance Service,
0: thanks to the fantastic BBC award-winning documentary, Ambulance, which I literally, I mean, I don't watch much television myself, but that, that that was on record. I was watching it every week. And it's just, you know, when they had the Google Map and they had the little... I mean, those call handlers... I mean you've got like an old man having a, um, a cardiac arrest or something and then you've got a toddler choking on the other side of the city and you've only got one ambulance I mean what a job what a job to do
1: absolutely and I think that that series really helps uh, helps definitely helps the public to, to understand where, where we're at really the amount of people that we go to and say have you been on that ambulance show or, or watch it every week pretty much every single patient that we go to has watched that show so it does really give an insight um, and like I said it is, it is fantastic Some, it's a bigger team isn't it and we go right from the call assessors who take that initial call, all the way right to the the paramedics who, who make that first point of contact, um, it's a big big team game, really. Now it gives you a bit of frustration
0: as well because there were a lot of time <laughs> wasters and and people who's you know who false alarms and and, and you have to attend, don't you? Cause you yeah,
1: don't... yeah. We kind of have a duty of care for most people. If somebody calls to say that there's an incident, then we we kind of trust that most times, um, and we we will attend cases like that. It is unfortunate when people. Uh, dial and there's hoax calls, but you know what more? What more can we do if we were to not go to those people?
0: And yeah. they turn out to be a real emergency. Absolutely, yeah,
1: and, and we wouldn't want that at all. So um, we do attend, and it, fingers crossed, it doesn't happen too frequently. But when it does, it can be can be quite frustrating.
0: Now, the thing I love about my job is that every day is different, and that must be the same for you. <laughs> I mean, do you get some kind of adrenaline rush kicking in? Um, you know when as you're approaching the job because obviously you take the call don't you and then you're on route and you've got the blues going and everything and
1: i think i would be lying if i said you don't get an adrenaline rush really you uh you know a bit like a bit like your job tristan you you know you, you do the same thing day in day out but you kind of meet different people and it's a little bit different every day it's the same thing you still put those blue lights on you still attend the same kind of calls but um like i said everyone's different and everybody's got a different story um it is just fantastic. People say, again, that it is a job in a million and it, and it truly is. Until you do it, you, you can't really put into words what we do and the things and, and uh, stories that we, we're privileged to hear you know, are just fantastic.
0: Now, you probably can't go into most of those, No, <laughs> well, no, no, no. And what's been like, you must have a memorable moment because... Obviously there are going to be sad times. There are going to be times when patients don't make it despite everybody's best efforts because yeah. you're a community first responder as well, aren't you? Uh,
1: so yes, yeah, we do, we do community first responding as well, yeah.
0: So um, in case people don't know what that is, that's people who are registered to a different area, aren't they? And if somebody goes into cardiac arrest or has a medical episode, mm. you'll be the first one on the scene because, I mean, you don't know because of the vast... I mean, that's the other thing that that BBC programme teaches you is the vast area that West Midlands Ambulance Service covers. I mean, you're talking here, in, we're fairly central here, aren't we, in yeah. Bromsgrove yeah. And, and Redditch and, and, and Birmingham, but then you've got, you're have got you out to the black country and then you're down to almost Wales, really. So just
1: to, kind of to put it into perspective, we can start out of Bromsgrove at the start of our shift, but we can, we can end up anywhere as, as far as maybe Hereford, Pershaw, uh, it's it's all done very cleverly. may I add-on, uh, like a GPS tracking system. So, as soon as that call comes in, uh, we get if we're the closest vehicle by by GPS by mileage, then we will get assigned to that. And it, it's all it, it's to delay that. It, it's to improve that delay uh, and make you know the patients not wait longer for ambulances. Essentially,
0: and we must say as well that West Midlands Ambulance Service the only outstanding ambulance service in the country
1: for the second time around as well you know we 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 are doing fantastic things uh, and that is clearly showing in the cqc inspections um i mean it's obviously i'm going to say that i know i'm here talking Mm. about west midlands ambulance service but into when you work for the west midlands ambulance service you really get that, that that feel of of everybody really cares uh right from management all the way up to staff. Uh, And it it is just fantastic. And, again, that shows through through what uh, other services are saying as well.
0: Now, the... I mean, as well as the other frustrating thing about the, we've mentioned the hoax calls and stuff. I mean, there's a lot of problems as well, isn't there, with um, ambulances being backed up at some hospitals. Um, I mean, the Worcestershire Royal, it's well, yeah. well documented that that's one of the worst. Of and obviously, if you can't hand over the patients, you can't be back out on the road. And the size of the West Midlands and Birmingham alone and, and then all these other areas you've got. Mm. I mean, that must be frustrating sometimes. Can be
1: frustrating, you know. I'm not going to lie. We we go there on uh, blue lights and sirens, and some sometimes patients don't need to go to hospital, and we refer those to to alternative pathways where we can, where appropriate. Uh, but some people do, and then we take people to hospital, uh, and then there's obviously some delays. Um, I would I would like to say, though, that I think Worcestershire Royal and the staff at Worcestershire Royal are fantastic. And even through these pressures, even when there's, you know, uh, it's been documented, you know, between 12 and 20 ambulances waiting outside yeah, in winter pressures. They are still in there persevering, going around every patient they can, making sure every patient is feel, you know, feels welcomed and. Uh, and he's getting the, the care they need in, in those circumstances. So I think they're doing great things. Well, but
0: well, I think any role in the NHS, you
1: can't just... It's not a nine-to-five. No, five, you know, no, no. And, you never, to, and you never switch you'd off. You never want
0: it to be, though, would you, no. at the same time? No. So talking about that then, what do you do to relax? Because it is documented as well that it's one of the most highly stressful jobs... And, you know, it has taken some people to do some drastic things because of the pressure they're under. But how do you personally relax?
1: How do I personally relax? Uh, I have a fantastic family, a fantastic partner called Katie. She uh, really helps me uh, to relax. And sometimes it is about coming home and talking uh, to to your loved ones, really. Um, Talking about your day, talking about the stresses and, and strains. And it, it, it's uh, having a close-knit family really does help that. Other things, uh, recreationally, uh, I do a bit of drumming as well. I'm in a fantastic band. Um, so we drum all over, the, all over the country so hitting a drum really hard helps uh, what other things we do you know things like gym and fitness as well is always great um, you know to release some of those what's the band you play for uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a local samba band actually someone, someone at the someone door someone at the door
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah oh that's cool yeah yeah. so you work for them oh, well you, you've obviously enjoyed the drumming with them yeah, you absolutely. could invent Here, are. here's a good idea go you could go on the road with the samba band yeah. with yourself leading yeah. call it the Sambulance Sambulance so. What do you reckon?
1: It might need a, a bit of work.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> West Midlands Ambulance service, they pride themselves on no ambulance being over five years old. So Absolutely, yeah. they are going to want to do something with the old one. Well, I'm Fantastic. sure if you offer them 50 quid, yeah. for, uh, you could have a ambulance with yeah. all the
1: drums on board. There's potential there. I think There's, so. there's definitely potential. There's better
0: copyright, <laughs> Claire Ryland, so copyright um, One thing I wanted to get you in for, because... We haven't even touched on the festive season yet oh. and the winter pressures. I mean, you mentioned the winter pressures. We'll get onto that in a sec because that was the one. Because, you know, we've done some great podcasts on here. We've had some mm-hmm. great success in the paper as well. With the, We did an appeal for the um, Stroke Association to get them a Christmas tree and they've mm-hmm. had two come forward. So we've got a story going in about that. We did um, a story for Primrose because... Their um, their Christmas concert for their patients fell on election day, so they couldn't get a school choir in. So we managed to find them a school choir, and uh, and uh, a Hambury um, CV First School went along and sang last week. So we've had some really good responses. I know you like a good response. Um, <laughs> in fact, I did that story the other week about the Christmas tree at the Hollymore Hub. I saw that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I saw yeah. So that was good. Um, and. Yeah, we've had some really good responses and I thought, well, who can I get in for the Christmas podcast? And I thought it'd be perfect to get yourself in or someone from West Midlands Ambulance Service, not just because obviously it's going to be a busy time of year and we want to talk about that. But you've also just recently launched a recruitment campaign, West Midlands Ambulance Service.
1: Absolutely. So uh, I'm lucky enough to work with some of the recruitment team with West Midlands Ambulance Service, a fantastic team of ladies and gentlemen. Um, And we are, yeah, so we recruit student paramedics. Um, there's two ways of being a paramedic, I didn't know if you know. So the first way is to go to university and do the, the kind of standard UCAS thing, really. Um, it's usually school leavers who then go into college, do an access course, potentially, uh, and then um, go to university. The second way is to do it, and obviously the way we're going to talk about today, really, uh, is the student paramedic route through the ambulance service. Uh, and what that entails is essentially a, a two-and-a-half, three-year Course through the ambulance service but you you work for the ambulance service full-time so you join full-time you do a 14-week introduction course you then uh, go out on the road with mentors I'm a mentor as well on 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 the road so I I, I teach students that come on the road uh, their their trade and then after about a year you get signed off at that level and then you go to university and finish your degree. Um, we're in block stages. Throughout all of that, you're getting, you're getting paid uh, to a, to a, well, you're earning and learning. Um, you also get fantastic hands-on experience and fantastic support through mentoring structures as well. Um, I know, a start of a fantastic career as well.
0: Excellent stuff. Mm. So that must be
1: really rewarding for yourself as well as today's mm. job of actually
0: helping people on a, on a daily basis and hopefully saving lives. Um, the, the passing the knowledge down. And you can read as many textbooks as you like. You can go online as much as you like. You can watch as many episodes of BBC Ambulance as you <laughs> like. But the only way, it is better to pass the knowledge down, isn't it? And Absolutely. I think this is one of the problems we've found with the current government, with the, with the police recruitment. Mm. They're saying, yeah, we're going to get the 20,000 officers back that we cut previously, but the experience levels that they've lost for those officers who were there for like 20 years. Mm. And and that's the best way, isn't it, to hand down the knowledge?
1: For sure, yeah. Um, I'm, I, again, very quite new compared to some of the staff that have been in, say, 30, 35 years. They are just a dream to work with because you, go, you, you work with those people and they have so much knowledge and so much to share. Um, I'm just, you know, kind of starting, really, but um, to pass that knowledge across, like you said, really does help uh, and it enables the new students to kind of get a grasp of because you don't always see everything you know some yeah. days you may go to cardiac arrest like you've said some days you may go to a maternity case and you may have to deliver a baby but some of those cases don't happen very often uh, and when they do it's good to talk about it and to learn from others who who have experienced that
0: The jobs you don't want to be going to are people wanting the the lid off a jar of pickled onions.
1: They're the ones... uh, Yeah, you wouldn't wouldn't believe it, would you? Uh, No, um, I I
0: see them on Twitter all the time, (laughs) the things people call ambulances out for. Let's just go through the entry requirements then for the um, programme. The good thing is, if you do go down the university route, this University of Worcester is nearby, isn't it? And Mm -hmm. that's one of the universities that... uh, University of Worcester, Staffordshire University, and Coventry University. Yes. Um, the entry requirements, five GCSEs, grade C or above, which must include English, maths and science, uh-huh. an A-level qualification or equivalent, full driving licence uh, must not exceed three points, mm-hmm. provisional category C1 on your driving licence, and experience a patient or customer care in experience in a patient or customer care mm-hmm. environment. Now, the, um, I don't know if you know that. How old are you now? Uh, 26. 26. Yeah. We've got this, this, this funny thing with my... Because I've got a driving licence uh-huh. that I got in 1994. And um, on it there's just loads of things that I couldn't possibly drive. <laughs> they, 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 go, they give you all the categories, and then they yeah, reduced yeah. it. They thought they were a bit sensible. So if you look at my wife's driving license, which she passed about five years later or something, mm-hmm. it's completely different. She's only got about three just a car. Yeah. And it looks like <laughs> I've got, um, you know, lorries and God knows what on there. And uh, I, I couldn't drive any of them. But um, I was going to ask you about the driving. Is it, how do you decide the driving? Is it like... First dips on the is yeah because surely that must be the best bit.
1: Yeah, it's what I think they're both really good parts of the job. Actually, it's good to break up some of the because yeah. you can uh, you can tend to find you typing a lot. You know, so when yeah. you when you attend a case, uh, you have to do the paperwork as well, and that can take some time. So breaking that up with a bit of blue light driving. Uh, can be good the way we decide it is like you said usually it's kind of first dibs whoever whoever gets there first and then we usually take it in turn so we may yeah. do three hours yeah. about or we may do every patient we'll swap kind of thing you know do a, do a patient each 12 if you like. hours there you must feel frazzled when you come off that shift You kind of get used to the shift. It it also depends on who you're working with, I think, as well. If you're working with somebody that you know very well, that you kind of gel with, it just flies by. It really can just fly by. So, again, it's it's what you make of it, I think.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Now, the other thing about driving, I would say, is because I actually watched, I I think it was yourselves, it was either yourselves or the fire service, I think it was when been the ambulance service, they um, put a video up there showing drivers how to do it properly when they mm. see an ambulance because I used to just pull over straight away and obviously the ambulance is further away you're causing more congestion the ambulance comes down so now I just clock it in my mirror and I'll watch it and I'll keep going and then only when it's really close hopefully it's not on an island or something mm-hmm. but only when it's really close do I then pull over and let it pass and once I watch this video I just thought yeah why was I panicking before like mean, yeah. this thing's a mile away but you can obviously see the blue lights mm. and, uh, and, and and yeah I'd advise all drivers to watch, to watch that because that must be frustrating for as well if you're driving and people aren't getting out of the way
1: it can be very frustrating uh and it would be very interesting for you, for you to come out with us actually and, and possibly see that because we as blue light uh, driver tra- well uh, drivers we uh we plan ahead so we're planning not just to the car in front but we're planning uh you know for possibly half a mile ahead so we're actually we've probably clocked you as well slowing down on your brakes as well mm. um So we we will make progress and we make progress around people. The things that we we really can frustrate us at times uh, are when people overtake people who have already pulled over uh, and people who don't signal their intentions as well. So it's always good to let us know what you're doing. If you're going to pull out, that's fine. Just signal and let us know so we can plan for that because sometimes we may have to do some heavy braking, or we may have to do a fast overtake. Um, and if we do, then, you know, it's best to have... Because they're quite
0: weighty, those ambulances, aren't they? Very they're weighty, equipment, very, equipment very weighty,
1: board. yeah. They're about three and ton, just over three and a half tonnes. So, um, but we we drive them sensibly and we drive them uh, to standard and we, you know, we, we drive to make progress. Um, but like I said, uh, the main things I'd say really is signal your intentions early. Uh, and then pull over in a safe place, and not on a blind bend either. No. So the best place really is a long road, a long so when road, you can yeah. see really far and we can see really far as well, that's great. And don't, we shouldn't. Ambulances won't pressurise you to go no. through red lights either. That's another one. If you don't feel forced to go through a red light, you should. You should never ever break a red light. Um, there are people who can kind of do that. Is police if they tell you to do that. So yeah. don't don't go through a red light. Oh, okay, there you go Common, common misconception a, 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 a <laughs>
0: stuff here. Um,
1: We digressed a bit
0: there well, <laughs> That's awesome. I always. always do this um, So if people just put Westminster Ambulance Service Into Google They'll find your website WMAS.NHS.UK Yep, yep click on that and it's the lead story at the moment it's the top of the page so they can just click through there and then you've got this information that I've got in front of me telling you what the entry requirements are the two routes you can go down and I'm sure there's people in the ambulance service who will be happy to speak to somebody if they want to sure. give them a ring and at the end of the day you want the best people for yeah. the best jobs
1: yeah so you can recu- you can call the recruitment team uh, there's a lady called Louise Jones there who works there she's head of, head of recruitment she's fantastic and she can answer any questions another good thing as well is Twitter we use twitter a lot so i'm a i'm a corporate tweeter uh, for west Midlands examiner service and there's a couple of corporate tweeters uh, that can answer questions as well you can give them a direct message um, again there's some email addresses and some other phone numbers on our website so it's all on there or if you're on your social medias my Ambulance Service has a fantastic social media and, and press office team that are pretty on it, actually. So uh, they'll be able to answer or, you know, forward your query to, to the relevant people.
0: So there's no excuse. Get That's on to there. Yeah. Because, and also, the new year, new job thing, everybody thinks mm, about that, don't they? Oh, yeah. I've been in this role for God knows how long. I want a new challenge. And it does sound like talking to you. You can see the passion, and like it's just, it just just seems like one of the best jobs. It
1: is. Out there. people say that don't they all the time? And it's all over ambulance, and they, they say, "Oh, it's the best job in the world." And <laughs> some people say, "Well, you know, why is it the best job in the world?" And I think you enter people's lives at some of the worst times, or some of the best times as well. And we we, we are very privileged in that sense to to in, in capture that little part of somebody's life. Um, and try and make a difference. And it is those special things. It is. I mean, that's what I love about this job, making a
0: difference. It's not... I like reporting on things. I like doing all that. But then when we win an appeal or, um, you know, or help somebody get There was a lost dog as well on the motorway as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the lost dog. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That was a great story. But anything we can do like that to help people, I always... I mean, if I've got two stories and they're much of a muchness for um, impact, I'll always go for the appeal for mm. the front page because I think that's going to help us.
1: It's making a difference to the community. And we can isn't say it? it's the standard, what, wouldn't it,
0: at the end of the day? Yeah. in a tabloid kind of <laughs> way. But that's, <laughs> uh, that's another story. Um, let's talk on about the um, winter pressures now and the festive season because this mm. is upon us. Yes we hope nobody needs to see you oh just before we do that I was going to say have you ever had a baby named after you yet Uh, I haven't no right. (laughs) whenever you see those programs they always (laughs) go oh what's the paramedic (laughs) called that (laughs) helped deliver the baby um so we hope we, nobody sees Adam, only on a social bit, yeah. <laughs> a social aspect. We don't want to like you know blank his whole Christmas calendar. Um, we hope nobody sees Adam in a professional capacity. This you're tired, mm-hmm. um, but obviously there will be situations. I mean, people need to be sensible, don't they? Really. Yes. I mean, the thing that frustrates me, um, and I think I've spoke about this before, is people have a tendency. You know, if you go to a Christmas party mm-hmm. and you there's a free bar people who always normally drink pints and they start drinking quadruple whiskies, And I think people have a tendency to use the NHS like that. They use it like a free bar because it's free free healthcare at the point of access and hopefully it will remain that way with this new government. Claire, who's been to America, will tell you what the uh, the other alternative is like. And, um, yeah, people have a tendency to use it. I mean, don't go to A&E unless you really need to. I mean right you can verify this for me yeah if you're bleeding profusely if you're having a stroke if you're having a cardiac arrest or you can't breathe they're the four occasions you should be in a and mm-hmm. most of the things can be dealt with at a minor injuries unit like bromsgrove's got its uh, princess of Wales hospital fantastic and they yeah. can do x-rays there yeah you can even like broken bones so they can sort you out there for that mm-hmm. because at the end of the day statistics show that you are going to be waiting longer in a and a you could pop up to the princess of Wales. you could have like a waiting time of 15 minutes half an hour whatever that's just mm-hmm. a, a pluck like that out the air don't don't hold the stuff <laughs> to that um, but um a and a you could be waiting for hours and also you could be preventing people who really do need to see some some medical staff as a matter of urgency mm-hmm. stop them from getting there
1: yeah, so uh, lots of different ways you can help yourself. We sort, we kind of call it self-care, really. Um, so almost like a bit of a hierarchy, if you like. So say you've got a cold or a cough, you can always self-medicate. So go and see a pharmacist. I always tell people pharmacists are really underused, actually, because pharmacists probably... You know, between us in this room, uh, are probably best placed uh, to give you medication and to give mm. you advice because doctors and GPs are really busy. You know, doing chronic conditions and stuff, but pharmacists have to know a lot about the drugs that they're giving, the conditions they're giving them for. Because it is quite a lot
0: of training, isn't it? Yeah, for absolutely. Pharmacy.
1: For, for, for pharmacy, uh, they have to do loads and loads of training, and it's really, really intense. And they have to know. Not just about the drugs, but about what they're giving them for as well. And they have to know a really in depth. So they're really underused service. So I would recommend going to see a pharmacy. So, in some respects, your pharmacist, your pharmacist might be even better than your GP. Potentially, it's a first point of call. Because yeah. your pharmacist,
0: I mean, if you've got, like, I don't know, an ingrowing toenail or something or, or some yeah. kind of minor yeah. ailments, the doctor will know probably a bit. But because they cover so many, and like you say, the more intense, yeah. um, you know, more urgently needed things, mm-hmm. or they should be, that's what your GP should be there for. Uh, the pharmacist will know about the different brands any allergic reactions, they've got all that experience and also we'll be this week in the paper and online I've scheduled it for Sunday everybody I've scheduled it for Sunday, Pharmacy Times across Bromsgrove, Rubri, Droitwich um, South Birmingham, they're all on there uh, because what happens with those kind of stories because we look at the web stats is they don't really get many hits and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden on Christmas Eve, Christmas <laughs> Day and Boxing Day everyone's going, <laughs> pharmacies, what pharmacies are <laughs> opening yeah. in Bromsgrove or rubric. So awesome. we want to see lots of hits on there because it means you're using your pharmacy. And um, like you say, so that's your first port of call. Mm-hmm. You've got 111, NHS 111. Yeah. I mean, very often 111 will send an ambulance, won't they? If they think, if they deem it's... Yeah. If they yeah, yeah, as enough. you can
1: imagine, sometimes things are very hard to assess over the phone. If you've got chest pain, that can come in lots of different forms. Sometimes it can be maybe a heart attack or, you know, you get some profuse sweating, you know, you become pale, clammy. But if you've just been to the gym or you've just run a 10K, arguably, I would probably have chest pain. I would probably be sweaty. <laughs> the other thing is, as well, the Internet's not necessarily the best Doctor thing, Google, is it? because Google, Dr. Dr. Google. Google yeah.
0: You start Googling chest pain. <laughs> Am I sweating? <laughs> yeah. Am I breathing heavily? If you weren't you're were you having a cardiac arrest. Absolutely. So, and then that can panic you more and obviously worsen the situation. I, the sure. night <laughs> Shall I ring an ambulance? No, no, I don't want to bother them. That's the other thing as well, isn't it? Some Not. people, because you could go the other way, couldn't it? Yeah. That they think, no, I don't want to bother my GP or my ambulance. So, so it, I, is, it is a minefield of, of I trying think,
1: to... I think that's why 111 was set up, really. There was a bit of a stopgap between GPs, pharmacists and ambulances and people weren't really sure where to go. It is a fantastic service and it's now locally been taken over by Westminster ambulance service so the call taking uh, is actually well, next door to the control room for the 909 ambulances uh, call taking as well um, and now we, we work in conjunction so there's uh, GPs on the phone there's pharmacists on the phone there's advanced paramedics there's advanced nurse practitioners now that can answer your calls uh, so you will go through an initial triage which everybody probably knows and and has come to to love or loathe but it is it is very um it is very uh, intense to put it a better way, um, they ask a lot of questions, but it's to get you the best kind of care. And then at that point, then they can refer you either to an ambulance if they think it's necessary, or they can refer you to one of those one of those clinicians that we've spoke about. Um, and it's about getting you the best care on the phone, really well it 's about everybody choosing the best care,
0: yeah, the other thing is as well. Um, hopefully this will be out by Thursday or Friday, so about the nineteenth or twentieth. Make sure you get your prescriptions early and mm-hmm. make sure you 've got paracetamols and the obvious drugs in the in in, in the house that yes. you could need because there's nothing worse than you know you
1: just need you know what you need but you haven't got it and all the shops are shut. So. Ibuprofen is fantastic. Um, I'm not sure about for hangovers and I wouldn't like to professionally yeah. comment on that. But um, paracetamol, uh, ibuprofen, your diorolites, you know, for if we get an upset tummy. Uh, other things like aspirins are always great to have, just in case you do get some chest pain. And mm. um, that's always that's always great. But always read the label on those as well. Um, and salts to keep you hydrated over the winter period. Um, and always keep warm as well. I think that's that's an underrated one. I can uh, actually uh, advise flute. on hangovers because I've got an
0: ultimate cure. It's um, okay. it's a. Uh, old bath bath oil okay. like they say the, the, the yeah, old yeah, bath yeah, bubble bath yeah. I just put that in you've got the menthol vapours and you just lie there for a couple of hours oh, and normally, you know what? <laughs> maybe have a coffee and a Barocca <laughs> other vitamin drinks are available um, so that's that and also please be sensible <laughs> don't ring an ambulance unless you really need to because like we say bleeding profusely can't br- uh, bleed- bleeding profusely out of breath and can't breathe and I mean struggling mm. uh, cardiac arrest or stroke any other ones of those four please seek medical attention other than I&E because that's what that's what i and yeah, is anything for, that's
1: life threatening so life-threatening. anything that, that, that could be potentially uh, fatal then please please call us uh, we, we're not bothered about coming out to people really that's our job yeah. isn't it and people are always very sorry like you said before to, to call or to bother us but this is what we do and this is what we're trying to do so please please use us if you need to it's common sense isn't it at the end of the day yes so yeah so use uh, the ambulance
0: service only if you need to. We hope nobody listening to this podcast or anybody needs... It would be nice if you had a few quiet shifts over Christmas. Uh,
1: it, w- it, it would be... be for you because your days <laughs> to go slower. But uh, you know what I mean. It, be it nice would, would be lovely to have a Christmas. quiet shift. But yeah. again, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I hope I don't see anyone. <laughs>
0: Right, well, thanks for coming in. Were you, are you okay to chat through a few stories? Yeah, of course. Which, which, um, which hub are you based so at? So I'm
1: based in Bromsgrove. The Bromsgrove, yes.
0: One? Yeah, because I feel quite lucky because I live in Northfield and we've got the Hollymoor hub right, and then we've got the it. Bromsgrove one just the other side. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I do see, because <laughs> travelling between Northfield and Bromsgrove so often, I'm always seeing the ambulances yeah. coming because I go through the Great Park and i mm-hmm. just always see them coming out. Yeah. So let's have a look. What I've done this week is I thought I'd dig out a few positive Christmas stories because I want this to be a feel-good, positive um, Christmas podcast. Um, Jam at the Van, organised by Nick Husband. Um, He owns Nick's Sandwich Bar in Rubri on the lay-by at the A38. Um, Angela, Sheridan, Huntash as well. They combined um, to hold Jam at the Van 3. This is the third year they've run it. And it raised £335 on Saturday. So that was great. We put him on the front page. It was a lovely picture last week um, just to promote that. And um, we've got the um, the donations will go to the Sunday Breakfast Club, which is a homeless charity in Birmingham. But you see quite a few homeless people as well, do you? We do. Yeah. We do.
1: They're very, very cold over the winter. Oh, as well. You see, that's very, the other thing cold. as
0: well. So. Um, if you can help out as well, help the homeless, obviously, just donating money to the, to the causes like crisis and, and shelter and stuff, and yeah, that will help them out. So the Sunday Breakfast Club, um, they provide hot meals for homeless people in Birmingham. And I was staggered to find out that £335 will ensure that, char- that um, community organisation keeps going. Until March. So that's safeguarded it for three, three months now. And made sure that they can, you know, they can provide the service that they provide. So well done to Nick Husband, Angela Sheridan, Hunt Ash, and everyone who gave so generously, went down, had a good time singing with Santa and enjoying a bacon and sausage and egg bap. Who doesn't love one of them around this time of year? And uh, so well done there Fairfield First School They've delivered hampers To Acorns Children's Hospice So um, another one there The Tree of Light Morton's Funeral Directors In Northfield Raised £1,100 For Mind And Salvation Army Um, That was the Poignant service At their office Where they remember Lost loved ones um, Where people can go along And they can dedicate A star on their Giant Christmas tree In Northfield Mm. And uh, to remember people Because I suppose Loneliness is another thing That you must see That a lot I, Very much yeah. so.
1: I mean, we talk about having a happy Christmas and I wouldn't want to dampen our spirits on this happy podcast, but um, there are people out there that, that do celebrate Christmas alone uh, and it can be quite hard for them. Like you said, the homeless uh, are one. There's um, obviously our elderly and frail um People of the community tend to tend to be alone at Christmas as well, uh, and if anything, from an ambulance service point of view, we 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 stress you know go and see those people, even if it's just uh, a little chat or uh, you know just popping taking in, taking a mince pie and a taking a mince pie and a card. A smile goes a long way, and and I think you you wouldn't believe the difference just a little pop in or a, or a catch up or even a cup of tea can do for for people over Christmas. So. I think the thing is as well is we're all very busy, aren't
0: we? We've all got 24-7 lives. Especially we're all trying Christmas, to pay off the yeah. mortgages and all that. But a lot of people do have that that downtime between Christmas and New Year. What do they call it? Twixmas or something. They call <laughs> it they, Twixmas between Christmas and New Year. And there is, you do have days. So if you know you've got an elderly neighbour, just pop in, like you say, for a cup of tea and a chat. And Time is so
1: precious. So, so precious. And it, it is... Especially in a job like like ours, uh, we we see that more and more often. But um, yeah, go and go and see your relatives. Go and see your loved ones. The people you haven't seen for a while. Just pop in, give them a mince pie, handshake, a cup of tea, and a smile, and that that will go uh, a long, way, a long way, I'm sure. way and
0: help them. Because it must be horrible if you don't see people, especially on days on days on days on end. That, it's just awful. Um, we've got festive fundraiser that was held on Tuesday at Aston Fields, Ascot, and Fuso. We're going to catch up with them, and find out how much they raised. But um, I gather it went okay. I haven't heard. Um,
1: I've seen great things from that. I've seen, lots of, you. You seen lots, lots, of lots of pictures of and stuff lots of on Facebook. Really busy pictures, and I, and I think that's it went we really, wanted. really well.
0: Yeah, because really. that was for the West Mercia Search and Rescue, and in memory of Tom, James, Tom Jones, Bromsgrove of, student. Of course, I can't of believe that's twelve months ago. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very, very really
1: tragic. There. I mean. That's a nice point, actually, uh, to, to looking into our waterways over this festive season. I mean, yeah. we're, not, we're not graced in Redditch and Bromsgrove too much with with waterways, but no. but I think especially after nights out and after you've had a, a few to drink, it can be quite cold and you can can be quite vulnerable to to and susceptible to you know drowning and uh, and other things like that. Um, our message would be to to stay safe, travel in numbers and um, also look after each other. It's the obvious other, one, yeah. isn't it? Don't let people walk home alone. It's it's that classic, isn't it? You go on a date with somebody and you say oh no I'll walk you walk you to your door and it's quite romantic. But I think even if you're mates with your mates just let make sure everybody gets home. Yeah. We G- always do. Give, now. Give even me, even my mate always yeah. says, Text me when you get getting.
0: Text me when you're getting. So yeah, three rings. So that's one the three rings. The text has replaced the three rings. <laughs> give me a WhatsApp. And then yeah. you can do a WhatsApp. You can see if I've checked it as well. You, think, you didn't check
1: that till tomorrow morning.
0: <laughs> Anything could have happened to me exactly. last night. Yeah.
1: Look after each so other. So look after each yeah.
0: other. That's a good message as well. Bromsgrove Sporting fans collected 160 items for the town's food bank in Cats Hill. So well done to them. And good luck to Bromsgrove Sporting. We'll talk about them in a sec because we've got the uh, sport coming up. Now, this isn't a Christmas one, but it was one that I was been sent it, with me. I get so many stories to cover, and I just get them in my inbox. I think, I must get that in. I must get that in. And I did this one last night, and I put it online this morning. And it's going great guns. Um, Brooke Almquest um, from Charford. Um, she was um, at the age of two. She was diagnosed with a brain tumour. Um, that was in 2009. She had... 18 months chemo obviously grueling I can't even begin to. I've heard about chemo and I've seen pictures but I haven't obviously that's a grueling thing for um, for anyone to go through let alone a two year old uh, that was at Birmingham Children's Hospital since then she's gone from strength to strength and mum Cara Brooke who I spoke to yesterday said she doesn't really remember much about her treatment she remembers bits that's the thing about kids mm. in hospital I was saying to her mum on the phone my daughter she's like only in for her tonsils out but she said do you know I said do you remember your hospital treatment she said I had toast in bed and you think, yeah, yeah, that's that's all they remember. They don't actually remember like sort of the, which is good, really. Just yes. as well that they don't remember the bad bits. Um, and she said, you know, she's got an amazing. She's an amazing person with such a big heart. Mm. And what happened is Brooke approaching her twelfth birthday on December the eleventh, said she wanted to do something to raise funds for children, Birmingham Children's Hospital, which effectively saved her life. And she's up to now. She started Brooke's fundraising page. And we've got a story online today, so click through and give if you can. She's up to £440. To cracking. Birmingham Children's Hospi- Hospital, she started off at a hundred pound target, and now she's set a target of five hundred. Which I've got a funny feeling she's going to make very soon once I'm people sure start sharing sure. that story. But Birmingham Children's Hospital—that must be somewhere where you go quite what often a as well. Fantastic place! It's that, just amazing. That place, isn't
1: isn't it? uh, we kind of see more of the A and E side of it, yeah. and even in the A and E, they're great. The thing that gets me about BCH or Birmingham Children's Hospital is. The passion from those staff. I know we were talking about Worcester Royal uh, and the the um, Alex Aine staff, but the the passion that comes from those guys there is just overwhelming, overwhelming, and they're so. They're so part of the community as well. They really, you know, integrate into the community. And it's, it's, it's very close to a lot of people's hearts, isn't it? You know, children yeah. who, are, who are sick and ill, but they it really does show. And, and, and they are supported by charities as well. There's a few local charities like uh, Ronald McDonald House Charity, which yeah. is next door, which provides, you know... Um, Places for uh, Accommodation, Parents For parents For to parents stay, Free of charge Because Birmingham's,
0: Birmingham Children's hospital It's not just for Kids in Birmingham no. is it? You get people Coming from and All it's,
1: over it's the it's country a It's a specialist Hospital So like you said People come from All over from As far as Bristol Liverpool You know Even Scotland To, 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 to you know Reap those That profession I mean I remember
0: when, when my daughter Was in She was only in For a half an hour Operation It's just that bit You know When they go under With <laughs> the know. anaesthetic And their eyes roll back And you're yeah. like oh, I hate uh, that bit But Um it's only a half hour operation and I, luckily I found a Where's Wally book on the wards and I was like <laughs> busy myself trying to find Wally um, and I got talking to this lady who'd come from Wales and her, her son had got some complex medical needs and mm. I think he was having like a nine-hour operation and I wow. was thinking, you know, I just, I don't know what to do with myself. Like, you know. And it was just, and, and the staff are just so lovely and yeah. they just, you know, they, they understand the needs of the children, the needs of the parents, the needs of the whole family. It's, it's, it's a
1: bigger picture, isn't it? It's not just the child. Uh, no. it, it's, it's as much as a trauma for the for the parents, I think, as well. And again, for, for our job, we, we see that it's not, sometimes not just the one patient or the child, it's, sometimes it's actually looking after the parent more than the child because yeah. children don't children are resilient aren't they resilient, amazing, and sometimes aren't they? they don't understand what's going on no, so for no. them it's a big party we're going yeah. out in an ambulance you know we're going yeah. for a trip um <laughs> but actually the parents know a little bit more and that sometimes can be can be dangerous and, and really really horrible so we we try and support that and as do the staff at bch and the the other charities
0: yeah excellent stuff
1: Um, so well
0: done to Brooke if you can give to that brilliant it's fantastic and Birmingham Children's Hospital I've never heard a bad word said about it and it's fantastic and not to mention we've got to mention all of them as well because the QE is great and the women's and I haven't been to the women's hospital for um, seven years because obviously that's when uh, my last daughter was born Um, but the canteen there with the uh, with the uh, (laughs) with the subsidies it must be subsidised meals because like a moussaka and chips should not cost like £1.89 or whatever it was but it was absolutely brilliant and uh, yeah my wife wasn't too keen because I was obviously in there more than I was uh, on, <laughs> on the wards being the foodie that I am right that's about it for um, this week's news um, let's have a look at the sports what have I done with my where did I put that one yeah there we go Bromsko Sporting incredible season for them they're up to second now and they've got Rushton and Diamonds this Saturday, providing it, it's obviously really dodgy at this time of year because of wet pitches and frozen pitches and, and all the terrible mist and fog and things that games reasons games can be called off. 3 p.m. on Saturday. They've got Alf Church away, 3 p.m. on Boxing Day as well. So if you want to burn off the Christmas turkey with a bit of shouting and stuff and a walk down to the Victoria Ground... Oh, no, sorry, Alf Church away, so don't go to the Victoria Ground for that one. <laughs> go to Alf Church. Um, have a nice walk along the canals to Alf Church yes. and then... Uh, do that. Um, yeah, they're five points off Tamworth in top of the table. They've got two games in hand. Tamworth have not a sporting, unfortunately. <laughs> On Saturday in the league, they beat um, Needham 3 0 away. Goals from Shaquille MacDonald, that's two, and one from Richard Gregory. So that's, uh, that's why they're up to seconds. I mean, if they don't make the top spot, I think they're going to the playoffs. So it could be facing more drama. Uh, might be more call outs for you uh, oh, but, yeah. <laughs> with the stressful situations. Uh, the Worcestershire Senior Cup last night, um, they thrashed Morven Town 5 0. Um, one from Gregory, two from Taylor, uh, one from Shorrock, and one from Mills. So we wish Bromsgrove Sporting all the best over the Christmas period. Let's not forget Droitwich as well. They're top of the table now. They're sitting pretty at the top, although it's very tight. You've got Droitwich on twenty-four. Points. Wellington Amateurs second on 24 points They've both played 11 games And Gornal Colts were third on 24 points But they've played 13 games So the top two have obviously got two games in hand over them On Saturday if it's on They've got Bromyard Town So please check the Droidwich Spire FC website To check that match is still on um, Bromyard are 12 So you'd hope Droidwich, the Assault Men Would come away with some points there So good luck to all our sporting teams Thank you, Adam, for coming in. You're very welcome. Have you enjoyed
1: it? It's it's been great. It's always great to come in. Your office is always very warm as well at this time of year. That's good. uh, It's been very hot. Surely you can get an ambulance nice and warm. Oh, yes. Yes, It's just when you have to step out. (laughs) Uh,
0: So a big thank you to Adam. And we can't stress this enough. A big thank you to all our NHS staff from, you know, the people who meet you on reception, the people who take your calls, the people who work over Christmas. Working in an office, uh, this, is, this is a journalism job, but it's primarily an office job at this time of year because uh, we do get the best part of a week off. But you can't imagine, uh, you know, all these people having to forfeit their Christmases and New Year just to keep us safe. And they're always... The thing, that was the good thing about the BBC Ambulance programme as well was that um, it had always gone on. Westminster Ambulance Service had always been on there beavering around in the background, keeping mm. us safe. But it was good to shine the spotlight on them and show them what they go through and how... They go the extra mile. So big thank you to everyone here, um, from everyone at The Standard. Um, Thank you to all the NHS staff. And we hope you're not too busy over the the Christmas and New Year period. And please, 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 people, I can't stress this enough, please be sensible and remember what we've talked about, about um, when you need ambulances and when you need hospital services. Stay safe. Stay safe and look after each other. Keep warm. It's stay safe important. keep warm look after each other <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <laughs> cheers Adam no and problem. next up is Claire with I'm sure because it's Christmas and New Year approaching she's got plenty of entertainment from Bromsgrove, Ruby and Droywich. for all the things to do and see this week it's Claire Bolivant with this week's What's On Gate thanks Justin
2: Yes, loads of great things going on this weekend and all over the Christmas period. My top picks are as follows. Starting tonight on Friday the 20th of December, there's a Roosler's Bar Christmas comedy show happening at Bromsgrove Sporting Football Club. That's at the Victoria Ground on the Birmingham Road. 7:30 p.m. start there. And since I did my comedy stand-up earlier this year, my very first comedy stand-up debut, thanks to our very own editor Tristan Harris, I have a newfound respect for these guys. Stand-up comedians, it's, it's actually really, really hard. So do go along and support, but it's also really good fun. So you're going to have a great time at 7.30pm at the Victoria Ground for that. Also on Friday night, quite a lot of live music going on all over the place, as always. Dan Greenaway will be performing at Number 3A in Aston Fields. Love a bit of Dan. Aaron Cook is putting on a show at the Dovey in Droitwich, also on Friday night. And Pure Pink, they're back down at the Crown Inn in Witchbowl, Droytwich Droitwich, on Friday evening. And Mr. Wolf, everyone's favourite Mr. Wolf. Everyone loves Mr. Wolf. They're a local legendary band. They're going to be putting on a show at the Hot Pole Inn in Bromsgrove on Friday 2, 9pm start there. And also we've just heard the Ron Jeremy Band have their official Christmas party gig happening once again at the Ladybird Inn on the Finstal Road seven thirty p m on Friday night. Somebody told me that these events are becoming rather wild and legendary. So do be there. You're going to have a great time. There's also a Christmas festive party happening at Cats Hill Workman's Club. Two hours of festive fun for the kids and the whole family with crazy dances, games and competitions galore. 7pm start there on Friday evening too. And we also just heard the English Electric Lightning Band will be on at the Hanbury Turn on Friday evening. This is going to be an evening of classic rock and blues, and these guys are amazing. I've seen them a couple of times now and truly love them. 9pm at the Hambury Turn on Friday night for that. Moving on to Saturday, the 21st of December. If you have children, I bet they'll love this. They can actually have breakfast with Santa Claus himself at the Swan Inn in Fairfield on Saturday morning, starting at 9.30am. Santa is taking precious time off to do this. So catch him before he heads back to the North Pole to finalise all those Christmas deliveries. It's going to be a lot of fun. Another nice thing to do on Saturday is carols by candlelight at Singleton's Nurseries in Lydia- Ash. This is where you can join the Arrowvale singers for some beautiful carol singing by Candlelight alongside a delicious three-course meal. You can find all the details on their website, thepottingshed.cafe. Then on Saturday evening also, my top pick for the evening is with Pete Tarrington at the Gardener's Arms in Droitwich. Pete is a fabulous musician and we also love the Gardener's Arms too. It's a great pub. They also do a fantastic scampi and chips, by the way. Do try that out. Screwed is also putting on a show on Saturday night too They're a great local band at the Hot Pole Inn Bromsgrove, 9pm start there then moving on to Monday the 23rd of December the Rocker Covers they're going to be back at the Boat Shack in Upton Warren on Monday evening I've heard great things about these guys but I haven't actually seen them perform yet so if you do go let me know because I can't make it on Monday night but I love to know your reviews because it really helps us to review them on air and in the paper for next time so do check them out and let me know and then on Christmas Eve lots of the pubs also have some great fun nights happening all over the place I do know a great local band Kick the Fridge they're going to be performing at the Hot Pole in on Christmas Eve so that's definitely worth swinging by but keep checking our website check the paper we'll have it all in there and um, what's left to say but have a lovely lovely Christmas everyone back to you Tristan thanks Claire loads going on there in Bromsgrove, Grove Droitbridge and Rubrik. so make sure you get yourselves
0: to uh, some of those events can't believe Christmas is less than a week away now, Christmas Day. So please make sure you have a lovely Christmas and a lovely new year. As we said before, stay safe, look after each other and just enjoy the festive season. Enjoy the break from work. If you're working in the hospitals or in the NHS or in the police or in the fire service, big thank you from us all because the job you do is absolutely fantastic. Thank you again to Adam as well for coming in to join us. And now this is the moment I've been looking forward to as well. Um, last week, I went to the Chairman's uh, Carol Concert, Bromsgrove District Council Chairman's um, Carol Concert at St John's Church in Bromsgrove. And there performing were Fairfield First School. And some beautiful singing was there. Luckily, I was on hand to record it. And here are Fairfield First School with their version of Ding Dong Merrily on High to play us out. Have a great festive season, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>